Fort Worth. ...of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday. It's a Friday, January 13th, 2023. Great to be with you on a Friday and every day. Look forward to our program this morning, a jam-packed show as usual. I'm so excited to catch up with Doug Keck again. Of course, we've had uh, some time off because of the holidays and uh, then uh, some travels and whatnot. I was gone uh, last week on Friday, so we had a special uh, pre-recorded show, all fresh material of course, but uh, didn't have a live interview with Doug, which I always miss, but we'll be joined by him at 15 minutes past the hour, as we are each week, and so excited because a week from today, of course, woohoo, the big March for Life in D.C., the first one, of course, since Roe v. Wade was overturned, which will be the emphasis of the theme for the March for Life and also our coverage. So Doug will give us all the details, and on Saturday, as we mentioned yesterday with Ava Montaigne, E.W. Chan's crew hopping on a plane after working all day long, on Friday, they're amazing. They go out to San Francisco to cover the Walk for Life West Coast. And EW10 is there for you every single year for these incredible events. So please keep that in mind. And as Father Mitch always says, keep us between your gas and your electric bills. And we have a quick fact check Friday. Well, I, I need an hour or two hours to talk about some of these recent stories. I don't know if you saw the story that was in the Washington Post, one of them, after the funeral of Pope Emeritus. But the fact that a major newspaper didn't do any copy editing or any checks or rewrites on a story that they allowed to go into print regarding how they referred to the Eucharist, regarding how they referred to how the priests were dressed, I'll I'll leave it at that. But Terry Manningly from Get Religion does a really good job of highlighting these uh, very problematic situations. He has a whole website dedicated to it when it comes to reporters covering religion and how they do not get it. Hence the reason for the title and the uh, label of the website. So we'll talk about that as well as, I don't know if you saw the story with uh, Andrea Mitchell correcting uh, one of their top reporters, their top congressional reporter, when he used the term pro-life in relationship to the uh, abortion survivors measure that that passed the House recently. She corrected him and said, you can't use the term pro-life because it's inaccurate. Now this goes to this whole idea that they have their own image and they have their own language that they want to use when it comes to describing organizations with whom they disagree or agree. This is also language in the Associated Press style book. When that happened several years ago, when they insisted that you can't call pro-life people pro-life, you have to call them anti-abortion or anti-choice. It's just very sad, but I think it shows you uh, the state of the industry. And it also should be a reminder that when you're looking for information on these very, very important and crucial topics for all of us. We're talking about when it comes to the Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith, and of course life, the core preeminent teaching above all. You're not going to get, unfortunately, for a variety of reasons. Yes, bias is one of them, but also money is another reason. What do I mean by that? There is an agenda. There's a financial agenda. There's a a liberal bias. Yes, that's been proven over and over again. But there's also something called money that is very important. And they are they are hiring or doing less hiring. They're laying off. They're relying on inexperienced reporters. And they're not doing the fact checking and the copy editing that was once a standard. Simple basic things. I mean, come on. 
it's ridiculous the way they refer to the Eucharist, knowing how important it is, the source and summit of the Catholic faith. You could Google it in 10 seconds and find out what the Catholic Church teaches, or less, on the Eucharist. And then we'll wrap up with some good news. How about this huge, and I mean massive, crowd that showed up at Seek 23 for Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students. Love that organization. They're amazing. Uh, We're going to be talking with uh, one of their officers and find out how it went. What was the big draw? Obviously, Jesus, but amazing speakers as well. So how do you take that mountaintop experience that took place recently in St. Louis, they're going to have it in St. Louis again. How do you take that mountaintop experience and then carry that fire for the faith into our everyday life in the public square? We'll discuss that with our friends from Focus, and that is coming up at about 39 minutes past the hour. I do want to let you know, ask for prayers as we get ready to set sail for the 2023 Good News Cruise. Deacon Domini hopping on a plane tomorrow with a number of other speakers, including Al Cresta and Sally Cresta, Stephen Janet Ray, Chris Stefanik from EW10 will be there. Our chaplain, so excited, the amazing Archbishop Aquila from the Archdiocese of Denver. And we are going to be going live from the ship on Monday morning, so I hope you can tune in. It's the Harmony of the Seas from Royal Caribbean. And we'll be talking all about marriage and the cruise and why it's important to do events like this. Father Joe Krupp is going to be with us, serving as our MC again. He's wonderful. We'll have him on. And if you want to tune in to the first hour of the show, of course, you can always go to AveMariaRadio.net. But again, we will be on the network live from the cruise ship, the Harmony of the Seas, on Monday. That's the plan right now. Technology is amazing when it works, but hopefully things will go well because we've done the show from the cruise ship many, many times. All right, let's take a look at the weather. So in California, they're still having so many issues. I mean, it's just one problem after another so we need to uh, keep those folks uh, in your prayers and there's a lot going on in terms of now uh, sewage and the sewage systems failing we'll have an update on that in the newscast but as far as the weather there's going to be more of what we're seeing in california coming their way so let's uh, give you the forecast as soon as i pull it up here here we go all right Constant atmospheric river weather pattern persisting today throughout the weekend, especially in already saturated California. This is according to the National Weather Service. Heavy to excessive rain expected in the northern and central part of that state, along with southwestern Oregon and northwestern Washington. That will happen today. Heavy mountain snow will likely start in Sierra. Meanwhile, wintry weather is possible in parts of the east today. And then we have some reports in the news. And if you're in that area, you already know this, but the south hit with some very, very strong storms and lives lost. We'll have all the details in the news coming up. Six minutes past the hour already, so let's get to that right now, let you know what's happening in and around the world. And thanks to Eric Dumont for sitting in for Andrew Kruchek, who has a day off today. Let's get started with the news. At least seven people are dead. And Michael Kastner also tells us a dozen more are hurt. This after tornadoes ripping through Alabama and Georgia. National Weather Service said some of the worst damage is in Selma, Alabama, where a large and extremely dangerous tornado blasted the historic city and surrounding area. The tornado destroyed homes, tore off roofs, and uprooted trees. About 40 homes were damaged or destroyed when a tornado cut a 20-mile swath across two rural communities northeast of Selma. The storm in Georgia appeared to have pushed a freight train off the track about 50 miles southeast of Atlanta. 
Meanwhile, a sewage spill northwest of Los Angeles across the country in Ventura County, far more severe than originally thought. We mentioned this at the top of the hour. The Ventura County Environmental Health Division now says 14 million gallons of raw sewage spilling into San Antonio Creek. It started when heavy rain overwhelmed the sewer system and damaged a sewer main on Tuesday. The sewage went into the Ventura River, which carried it down to the ocean city of Ventura. Now beaches in the area are now closed after water tests failed to meet state bacteria standards. Ventura County expecting two more rainstorms between tonight and early next week. Meanwhile, Jack Cronin tells us more big waves are headed to San Diego today ahead of those new storm systems moving in. Lifeguard Lieutenant Lonnie Stevens says San Diego Fire Rescue is fully staffed for this weekend. They're asking people to stay out of the water unless they're expert swimmers or surfers and to stay back if they're watching. The waves are projected to be anywhere from 15 to 20 feet. So we want everyone to exercise caution in and around the ocean. Those who do go out and surf these very large waves, we advise enter only if you're an expert and strong mental and physically fit. If not, then please observe from a safe distance. Stevens saying the waves will be 10 to 15 feet the rest of the weekend during the latest round of storms. In other news this morning, Catholic News Agency reporting the Catholic Bishop's pro-life chair applauding the passage of the Born Alive Survivors Protection Act in the House earlier this week. Michael Burbage of Arlington of Virginia saying in a statement, babies who are born alive during the process of an abortion deserve compassionate care and medical attention, just the same as any other newborn baby. He's the head of the Catholic Bishop's pro-life committee. The U.S. House of Representatives this week also passing a resolution condemning recent attacks of vandalism, violence, and destruction, Catholic News Agency explains, against pro-life facilities, groups, and churches, also calling on the Biden administration to investigate and prosecute those crimes. It's called House Resolution 1233, and it was introduced by Rep. Mike Johnson from Louisiana. It affirms the sanctity of life and the important role that these organizations and churches play in supporting pregnant women, infants, and families. The resolution calling on the current administration to use, quote, all appropriate law enforcement authorities to uphold public safety and protect the rights of pro-life facilities, groups, and churches. Among the latest in an ongoing series of attacks on Catholic churches is the U.S. in the U.S. is St. Mary's Catholic Church in California, which has been vandalized three times since Christmas. Father Scott Herrera, the church's pastor, telling Catholic News Agency yesterday he believes a vandal who was caught on security camera in all three incidents is the same person. He added that police notified him that a suspect was apprehended in connection with the vandalism. However, the suspect's identity has not been revealed yet to the church. In other news this morning, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointing a special counsel to oversee the investigation now into Joe Biden's handling of classified documents from his tenure as vice president. Garland naming Robert Herr, a former federal prosecutor and U.S. attorney during the Trump administration to see if any laws were broken. Garland saying classified documents from the Obama administration were found by Biden attorneys in two locations. Kristen Welker says yesterday's announcement comes after Biden's private attorneys found the materials with classified markings which date back to the Obama administration at the Penn Biden Center in D.C. and in storage at his Delaware home. Attorneys saying in both cases they turned over the materials to the National Archives once they were discovered. Meanwhile, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Congress must investigate Joe Biden's storage of classified documents at his Delaware home and office. 
Here's an individual that sat on 60 Minutes that was so concerned about President Trump's documents locked in behind, and now we find it just as a vice president keeping it for years out in the open in different locations. McCarthy telling reporters the incident is another faux pas by the Biden administration questioning why the discovery of the documents just before the midterms was kept secret. They knew this has happened to President Biden before the election, but they kept it a secret from the American public. McCarthy saying the administration applies a law unequally based on their own political beliefs, referring to the FBI's recent raid on the former home of former President Trump's Mar Largo estate to retrieve classified materials there. In Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is now apologizing, as Perry Williams explains, after her campaign sent out emails to Chicago public school teachers for the purpose of recruiting student volunteers for her re-election campaign. The mayor said the incident was an error made by a single campaign staffer that will never happen again. As soon as I learned about the outreach to the CPS teachers, um, we put a stop to it. Bottom line here is uh, it was clearly a mistake. Lightfoot's comments follow public backlash, including by some who called the move unethical. The CPS inspector general launched an investigation into the controversy, and the Chicago Board of Ethics put it on its January 23rd agenda. Southwest Airlines shareholders are filing a class action lawsuit against the company. The suit alleging the airline gave materially false and misleading information over a two-year stretch that caused the issues the company had last month. Southwest canceling thousands of flights over the holidays, attributing the issues to severe winter storms. And finally, in our news segment at 13 minutes past the hour on a Friday, January 13, 2023, Bree Tennis tells us about a very rare sight in the skies. Astronomers at Palomar Observatory in San Diego have discovered a rare green comet. They found it back in March of last year and has a very scientific name, C-2002E3. That comet's now cruising close to the sun, and you can see it. Wait for it to get dark and look to the northeast before sunrise. You should be able to see a glowing green tail with the naked eye, although binoculars or a telescope would help. If you miss it, you'll have another chance to see it when it passes closer to the Earth, February 1st and 2nd. By the way, the green tail is caused by ice bypassing the liquid state and quickly turning into gas. It is a Friday morning, 14 minutes past hour. Looking forward to catching up with Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer and President of the Network. Um, what's going on program-wise? I'm sure we're going to fill you in on all the great coverage regarding the March for Life in D.C. and the Walk for Life West Coast just a week away. Can you believe it? We'll be right back. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Have you ever been so grief-stricken and so heart-sick that you can't see God? You can't see God in the tragedy. You can't see God in that cross. You can't see God in that sit. Why? You're enveloped in that grief. You're enveloped in fear. And God is out the window. You don't see him standing right next to you. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. 16 minutes past the hour, Inside Word with our very own Doug Keck. Doug, amazing coverage on the funeral mass, or as the Washington Post would say, religious event. <laughs> Pope I Meredith saw Benedict that. XVI. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin. But anyway, wonderful coverage. Uh, thank you so much for that. And that is very, very powerful to be able to be there yeah. and to share so much insight. And then, of course, Cardinal Pell was there with, with Matthew right. Bunsen and Catherine right. right there on the set. Right, I know. Um, yeah, very interesting uh, series of events. Uh, mm. Wonderful coverage by our team in Rome. Uh, Peter Gagnon on the English side going over there. You know, we had guys scrambling from all over the all over the world uh, to get there to Rome to handle all of that. Uh, Enrique Duprat, etc., on the Spanish side. So, uh, yeah, uh, kudos to the entire team, Catherine and, and Matthew Bunsen and Father D'Souza, Father Landry. And our Spanish and our our German, uh, we had it in uh, the our Norwegian outlet was uh, doing a version as well, wow. uh, you know, locally. Uh, so uh, we, we we covered it everywhere we could, and and thankfully we did because really there wasn't a lot of secular attention to the event. No, and if there was there was secular attention, it was very poorly done. We pointing out that Washington Post story, which was just ridiculous, absolutely right. ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Well, you saw that. I don't know. There's some political reporter who got canned because he, he, he oh. after Benedict uh, on Twitter, rightfully so. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So most of the coverage goes back to the old Panza Cardinal type approach and all yeah. the, these kinds of things, these canards that were spread years ago. The, uh, the man was incredibly. Not only was he a genius and a future saint and a doctor of the church. Right. He also was an incredibly humble, humble and nice man, man and yeah. gentle man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that reporter from Politico uh, actually used the insults uh, for uh, Benedict to describe him passing. He did so, he, and instead of just right. giving a factual statement about him dying, you know, the Pope, blah blah blah, he used says, "I'm not going to repeat the words he used because they're disgusting, oh, absolutely. Right. absolutely terrible." But I'm glad he he was. I mean, I hate to see anybody get fired, but that's a correct action right. when you do something like that when you defame a person trying to clip, pass it off as fact. But uh, what disappointed me didn't surprise me. What disappointed me that Politico didn't come back and actually explain in terms of say this is not true this is what we know to prove that he was absolutely totally wrong in in those kind of words that he used well well i think it probably indicates that there's a fair amount of people <clears throat> and still working there who have similar beliefs right uh you know maybe not as vitriolic or, or maybe not as out front but uh certain sympathies for that which i think we're seeing as the information comes out of twitter and and other material has come out in the last and probably will come out 
um, you know, with the uh, Republican uh, House at this point, uh, where we're going to see a lot more shading was going on and a lot more sympathetic coverage. I mean, you were talking even during the news, the idea, you know, of the fact of, of, of you know, uh, Trump and his documents and this terrible, terrible setup. Meanwhile, when it first comes out with the current president, well, it's a mistake. It's not, it's a, not big a big deal. deal. Right. And then it turns out, oh, gee, it could have come out before the election. And uh, that why didn't it come out at that time? Who decided that would be a negative uh, for the Democrats? And so you see the level of political uh, decision-making impacting the coverage of what should be fair and objective news. Absolutely, which is why we're so grateful for the different outlets we have at uh, right. EWTN. I mean, it's, it's very important, especially when it comes to covering our, our Catholic faith. Speaking of which, right. uh, next week, uh, well, let's talk first tomorrow is the funeral of Cardinal Pell, right? Right, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure where we are on that. I know we're trying. We were trying to get coverage of that. I'm not sure whether CTV was actually covering that event. If it is, we will carry it. If we can shoot it ourselves to air later, we will do that as well. I know we were looking into that last night. I don't have an update on that. Okay. Uh, so people may want to check our website, ew10.com, right now to see what we'll probably have more information later sure. on. Sure. If we have, we, we if it's available and there's any way we could do it, we would do it. Um, you know, I'm sure you talked to Father uh, uh, Cardinal Pell. I, I did a couple interviews with mm -hmm. him on his book. We've he's been a, he's a staunch, wonderful man who was uh, it was a hit piece, uh, a hit done on him uh, to take him out uh, with this ridiculous charges in Australia. Anybody who followed the case at all knows it was a setup job. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a great man, um, and he will be sorely missed. It seems like maybe he left some. Uh, uh, testimonies in some ways. I know there's a recent article in The Spectator and some other material indicating some of his concerns uh, that match many of our concerns uh, about things inside the church at, right. at this point in time. I saw that this morning. Having a chance to look into it, the story is, is is breaking there. Let's talk. Also, speaking of breaking news, next week a lot going on. We have the March of Life in D.C. and then the Walk for Life West Coast. Right, absolutely. So uh, it's kind of our pro-life month, as you know. So we've got. Uh, We've got Into Life, Love Changes Everything, airing next week, f featuring the Sisters of Life. That'll be running um, in our gallery slot during the week, five-part miniseries. Then we've got, of course, on, on Thursday, we've got the Mass, the National Prayer Vigil Mass. It rolls into the morning, which has the closing Mass, and then the March for Life coverage, which you're integral to and, and part of. And we'll be doing that out of out of Washington with uh, Tracy and the team, um, and also... Uh, We've got coverage, as you indicated, of the, of the Walk for Life West Coast as well on the 21st, and, and in English and Spanish. And then on the English side, we are also covering One Life LA as well mm -hmm. uh, wow. coming up next weekend. So we always cover those. Those, those are kind of the big uh, pro-life events that we highlight. And, of course, we try to highlight all of the events that are happening around the country. And there's more and more local events, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, internationally and local events, which... Uh, we're, we're thrilled about because I think uh, we, we believe there's fair uh, evidence that much, most of that has been driven by, the, by us demonstrating the power of the March for Life in Washington. It, it is pretty incredible. I mean, really, as you said, the March for Life, and we have the, the, the march in Chicago and a number of other cities, even even locally. For example, in the first hour of my program, I did an interview with one of our local pro-life representatives in the Detroit area. They have quite a large event, and that's just one area 
of Metro Detroit, and they get hundreds and hundreds of people. And we have all these these groups that have kind of formed as a result, I right. think, of of airing what we do every year at the March for Life. Absolutely, and and I would like everybody to think about who many people think, well, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Uh, what's the big deal? There's no battle anymore. And then, meanwhile, we have a a born uh, to life. Uh, you know, a rule going through Congress saying that if a child happens to survive an abortion, uh, maybe you should take care of it now that it's out of the womb. It's there. It's a baby. Shouldn't it have help? And, and what? how many Catholics voted against that who said, right. oh, no, you know, well, if it's an abortion, you know, you, know, you shouldn't take steps. To, this child is out of the body. It's a, it's a child like any other child. Yes, maybe your intention was to kill it. Oh, is that what an abortion is? Oh, I understand. Now it's clearer to me. So even if their child makes it outside, it's still okay to get rid of that child and terminate that life. Uh, and how many people... Uh, or, you know, and I'm just saying, Catholics and Christians and people who good Catholics voted for very recently, uh, uh, you know, supported this. And maybe, again, we've got to step back and think about um, what we're supporting in our everyday lives. And is this really the world we, we want our family, our kids, our grandkids to grow up in? Well, I think also too many people still, and I just know this, from, I'm talking from my own relationship with people in our family, you and I have discussed this because the areas where we're from, they compartmentalize things yep. and look at the party versus the policies. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, there used to be in the old days, you know, if you were Catholic and Irish especially, he voted uh, Democratic because it was the party for immigrants in that, and in some ways I guess it still is, uh, but but from a different perspective. But it, it, it went from being something caring about the little guy to caring about some of the most uh, honestly offbeat and different you know, uh, identity politics kinds of things to the extreme that we're seeing now where we're we're arguing about, you know, 200, you know, right. I mean, come on. Well, that's why we need so much our coverage at EWTN, Catholic News Agency, The Register, EWTN yep. News Nightly, Pro-Life Weekly, In-Depth and World Over and on and on. Doug, thanks. And I, I won't be talking to you next week because I'll be in D.C. covering I'll the be, March for Life. I'll be like everybody else, watching. I'll be waving. All Thank right. you. Thanks so much. God bless. We'll talk soon. Doug Keck from EWTN. We'll be right back. Registration is now open for the 2023 Young Catholic Professional Conference, The Little Way. Inspired by the writings of St. Teresa of Lisieux, The Little Way is a simple approach to spiritual life that seeks to do ordinary things with extraordinary love. The YCP Conference will take place from April 21st through April 23rd at the Hyatt Regency in Frisco on Preston Road. The conference includes guest speakers, mass, confessions, networking opportunities, and a gala. For more information and to register, visit youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Are you looking for a place to get your work done? WorkSuites provides full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces for professionals seeking privacy and productivity. The suites come furnished, wired, and move-in ready. WorkSuites is a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM and is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Flip invites you to call 888-312-WORK or visit WorkSuites.com to see if WorkSuites fits your business needs. That's WorkSuites.com. 
I'm Dr. Joe Poyman with Texas Alliance for Life, inviting you to join thousands from across the state at the Texas Rally for Life on Saturday, January 28th at the Capitol in Austin. We'll celebrate the ending of the terrible Roe v. Wade decision that claimed the lives of more than 60 million unborn babies through abortion, and we'll promote the vast resources Texas provides for moms and babies throughout our state. We'll gather at 1 p.m. in downtown Austin and march to the Capitol for the rally at 2. Get more information at TexasRallyForLife.org or call 512-477-1244. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and sponsor of GRN. I've been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. on a Friday morning, and you are listening to EWTN, the Global Catholic Radio Network. Check all of our great work online as EWTN.com. And don't forget, all the coverage that you need to know, really on anything, a Catholic News Agency, EWTN News Nightly, The World Over with Raymond, Pro-Life Weekly with Prudence, and then, of course, we have Montes. She's wonderful. She does in-depth great programs out there. Also, radio, right? 24-7 Catholic Radio, and then our news agencies. And I'm telling you this because this is Fact Check Friday segment. Every Friday I do a segment called Fact Check Friday, or try to do it every Friday, depending on breaking news. Started this during the election because I was just fed up with all the bias, all the misinformation, and the blatant lies, especially when it came to anything that had to do with Catholicism or the life issues. or It's just so problematic, and it continues. So Brian Shanley, who's the EP executive producer, as we say, of Crest in the Afternoon, <laughs> sent me this link and sent it also to Vanessa Denhagarmo. Vanessa and I do a segment uh, each week on the first hour of Catholic Connection called In the News, where we kind of do the same thing that I do on Fact Check Friday, talk about problematic stories, bias in the media, what do we do about it, and on and on. And this is just another example. But this is... In one end, as Brian said in his email, it's hilarious, but more importantly, I think it's it's sad and even tragic because people are looking to secular media still, unfortunately, for a majority of their news. And it's very concerning when you have people who are trying to find out information about the faith and are relying or thinking that the secular media are giving them accurate information. So here's the thing, folks, just a little background in terms of what goes on in newsrooms. They used to have something called beat reporters, and that meant one reporter was signed to a particular area of coverage. For example, way back in the old days, they would have religion beat reporters. Or in Detroit, for example, just to give you an idea, they would have someone on the auto beat because, you know, auto capital of the world, and they would concentrate on the auto industry because it's such a huge story in the way it affects the economy, not only in Michigan, but around the country and the world. You know, it says when GM sneezes, the world catches a cold, right? That's an old saying. So there were reporters, and sometimes more than one, assigned to important issues. Now, for our audience, and I think for a, a good, still a good portion of the population, faith matters. The issue of religion, the issue of faith, still very important. If you look at the surveys in terms of how many people believe in God, whether they're Christian or non-Christian, there's still a strong 
number of people who believe in God. Now, we know that there was a new survey that came out to show that church attendance is down, especially since COVID. But in terms of faith, people will admit, if you sit down and if you study this, that they do pray on occasion, if not really. Many read scripture. But it's still an important issue in a lot of people's lives. But when you look at the way the media cover it, it's a good indication that it's not on their radar. They live in this bubble. Everyone believes the same thing. It's called groupthink. And if you uh, want some real good background information, years ago, I think it's probably been out now, 13, 14 years, Bernard Goldberg, who's the one who really started to address the issue of bias in the media and groupthink, in his uh, very first book that came out on this called Bias, it's excellent. And what's really great about it is that he wasn't coming at it from a conservative or a liberal perspective in terms of his own beliefs. He was coming at it from strictly a journalistic perspective. When opinions and agenda-driven copy and stories were taking center stage as opposed to putting the facts and the truth out there and not even understanding how something operates. Now, when it comes to the Catholic faith, there's very little interest unless it's a controversy, unless it's a scandal. And you heard Doug Keck talking about this political reporter who was fired because he defamed Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI in a tweet simply announcing Benedict's passing. And I'm not going to give attention to the horrible names he assigned to this great man of God, one of the greatest theologians of our day. And as Doug said, I really believe that someday he is going to, I agree, he's going to be a doctor of the church. So agenda, agenda, agenda. But then combined with little or no knowledge, and this story in the Washington Post, and you can find a summary of it on GetReligion.org, Terry Manningley's site, which is very good. And again, as I said at the top of the hour, the reason he calls it, reason he calls it Get Religion is because the media often don't get religion. So this headline on his site, January 9th of this year, just a few days ago, Correction, Washington Post on the quote-unquote religious event that marked the passing of Benedict XVI. Religious event, as in mass. So there was a priest who sent out a very, I would say, interesting, eye-opening tweet. Dear Washington Post, I don't know if you have a Catholic journalist or editor on staff, but if you don't, I would gladly volunteer to be your editor for your paper next time you're covering a Catholic Mass or an event so that I might help you use correct terms. And so what the priest did is he went through one of the articles that was posted by the Post regarding the funeral of Benedict XVI. And he used, you know, online this big, the red editing a tool that you have online to copy edit. So here's how it went. Hundreds of priests clad in white made their way among mourners on Thursday during the funeral of Pope Meredith Benedict XVI to offer Holy Communion to assembled devotees. devotees. And they said clad instead of vested. Next paragraph. At the religious event, or mass, right? They didn't say mass. They called it a religious event. Sometimes called, sometimes called the Eucharist. The faithful received the sacrament Normally consecrated bread, normally. Normally consecrated bread-like wafers and wine symbolizing the body and blood of Jesus. Now look, we're not asking these reporters, although it might do them a lot of good to uh, analyze or read at least the Confessions of Augustine or the Summa by Thomas Aquinas, but for crying out loud, 
the Eucharist, the source and summit of the Catholic faith. The Mass is not a religious event. It is our highest form of prayer. It's the Mass. It's not just normally consecrated. That's what happens at every Mass. It is not a symbol. Catholics teach it's the body, blood, soul, and divinity. Now, this is the basics, the most basic teachings, most important, of course, source and summit, and not difficult to discover. You don't have to be a Pulitzer Prize winner. You don't even have to be a beat reporter, a high school journalism student, a grade school journalism student writing a paper, an article for their paper, could find this out in a nanosecond, thanks to something called the Internet. Gee, maybe I should look up Catholic Mass, or what do Catholic thinks, think Eucharist is? What does the Catholic Church teach about Eucharist? So it's bad enough that this reporter or writer puts this out there, but add on to that the fact that there was no fact check or copy editing on this. The big issue here is it shows laziness. It shows that they don't have experienced people that care enough. However they feel about Catholicism or any other religion, that should not be the issue. You are covering something as important as a funeral of a pope in the Catholic Church. And you don't even know how to describe the core teachings. Seriously? And again, Google it for crying out loud. Or call up your diocese for five minutes and talk to somebody in your area. You don't have to be an Aquinas, an Augustine, a Catherine of Siena to get this. And it's a shame that many people are getting their information still on faith and other core issues from the secular media. Just one example on our Fact Check Friday. We'll be right back. TRN is raffling off a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. Whoa, Doc, that's heavy. What, are we going to have to like go back in time to get tickets? Not at all, Marty. Just call 888-784-3476 or go to grnonline.com. We better hurry, Marty. The drawing takes place February 24th, the year 2023. We really need one of those smartphones, Doc. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972-480-5273. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. 
We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. Gotta love Focus. They're amazing. Fellowship of Catholic University students. So exciting. Their retreats, their conferences. So each year they have a big retreat right at the beginning of the year, actually, in early January. And this time around, my, my, my. So, Nero, we're talking with Nero Da Silva from Focus. So, was it 17,000, 19,000, 20,000? I mean, I saw different numbers, but either way, it was huge. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I know that we had about 19,000 registered, so wow. it was amazing. It filled the dome, so it was really exciting. It's like surround sound Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me just ask you, I know that before we go on to talk about you know the, the follow-up and, and the Bible study to keep that fire going with those who attended this year's event, uh, it is going to be in St. Louis again next year, correct? That's right. Yeah, we're going back. It was a really great place for us. Uh, and so we're really excited to go back to St. Louis and fill that city again. All right, so tell us what it was like to be there, because uh, I've, I've been to major conferences. I don't think I've ever been to one that had that many people, but what was it like, and, and what was the theme this year for for those in attendance? Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's great because I actually left Focus for a few years. I worked with Focus for seven years and uh, came back just in February of 2022. And so I haven't been to a conference, and it was a really great experience uh, going in and just seeing all these people again, a kind of reacquaintance with the organization. And then I realized, oh, yeah, with COVID, you know, we haven't had this kind mm. of experience and focus for several years. So pretty much for everyone, it was this right. regathering and just seeing uh throughout this dome, all of these people, you know, it's a place where typically they have concerts and uh, performances, but to like turn this into a spiritual place, like as soon as you see those priests and those bishops uh, coming down the, the aisle for mass, and then you see all these people kneeling in these uh, rows, it just turned it into such a beautiful spiritual place. Like this is unlike anything that has really been done before or that we have experienced. And so it was just so powerful and seeing the joy, mm-hmm. the, uh, the excitement, you know, priests and religious uh, sisters all spread throughout this audience, singing, dancing, laughing together. It's just a real glimpse of what the church is, you know. Right, right, the joy of the Lord and, and the universal church. Yeah. We're talking with Euro De Silva from Focus Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Uh, let's talk a little bit about in terms of uh, the age group. Were they mainly college students in attendance, Nero? Yeah, we had several, several thousand uh, college students. But what people might not know is that we also had about uh, 3,500 people that came in post-college, especially to participate in what we call the Making Missionary Disciples track. So this is a track for anyone that is over the college age, Uh, people that are just seeking to live holiness, whether they're working for the church or just a parishioner uh, trying to live out the faith in the day-to-day. And in this track, you could actually meet other people in your state, in your region. You could bring your own small group of people, and you can learn different skills. You can hear uh, different talks from great speakers like Dr. Edward Sri, mm-hmm. um, Father Josh Johnson, and learn how to actually bring some of this energy of Sikh and missionary discipleship into your local community. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. Now, the big question is, and I know we're, we're going to be talking about this, is how do you follow up? 
on such a mountaintop experience to capture and <laughs> uh, to make sure they're applying that those who attended because it, it looked phenomenal. I was following it online. There was so much going on uh, during your event with the passing of Benedict and whatnot that I, I wasn't able to get Dr. Shree on, even though we worked on it. I know he's super busy, but you know, how do we take that energy and that love of God and, and make sure because it's easy to, to kind of like, oh, yeah, that was then, and now real life sets in again after that point. That's great. Yeah, you know, I was talking to Curtis Martin a few uh, couple months ago, and he was saying, if people come to Seek, and that is, it kind of ends there, then we've failed. Seek mm-hmm. isn't supposed to be this insular five-day experience. It's supposed to take you out into the world to be able to live your faith. And we've been trying all these different uh, things, and we're providing lots of different opportunities. And one particular opportunity, whether you actually participated in Seek or not, uh, there is a great opportunity where Curtis Martin, the founder of Focus, and Dr. Edward Sri, a great theologian and right. author, they are actually providing uh, weekly uh sessions where they take you through the story of salvation. Um, Dr. Sri told me, he's like, a lot of Catholics kind of have this Humpty Dumpty approach uh, of the Scripture, where you have all of these pieces, but you don't really know how all of these stories fit together. And what he's so excited about, what him and Curtis are so excited about, is being able to thread all of those stories together in the story of salvation. And so every Monday, starting January 23rd, going until April 10th. So this is a really great Lenten <laughs> observant. Right. Um, to just go through the story of salvation, you uh, sign up at focusequip.org slash Lenten study. Uh, it's focusequip.org slash Lenten study. And it's completely free. Every Monday you can watch live with Curtis and Dr. Sri, and they'll be taking you through this Bible study. If you can't participate on Mondays, it's recorded, so you can do it together with a small group or people in your parish later in the week as well. That's awesome. That's great. And I'm, we're trying to get Ted uh, or Curtis on with us to talk about this because I really want to help promote it. I just I love the work that all of them do, especially Curtis, of course, who founded Focus along with Dr. Shree. The website, again, the overall website for Focus, if you want to know more about this beautiful ministry, which actually the word is an acronym, Fellowship of Catholic University Students, Focus.org. Now, I want to hear a little bit of your story. You're a convert. Are you not, Nehru? I I am, I am. I converted um, pretty much from atheism. I grew up in a mixed Catholic and Buddhist household, and I think I got enough of all of these different religions to choose nothing. But when I was about 18 years old, I started to kind of open my eyes to, is there truth? And I kind of stumbled into a Catholic church and started to just go on this journey where I realized there is truth, and it is in the Catholic Church. And I just felt like I found a treasure that my eyes were closed to, and from there, I just wanted to share it with everyone. So were you raised Catholic? Did you receive any of the sacraments, or you are uh, a major convert? Yeah, I am actually a full-on convert. I didn't receive any sacraments. My parents decided not to give us any kind of, you know, decision for us, my sister and I, and so at 18 years old, I, uh, in my senior year of high school, I had gone through RCIA and got the sacramental grand slam is what my pastor called it. <laughs> sacramental grand slam. <laughs> Holy communion. That's cute. So what, you said you were searching for truth. What, what led you to kind of search for truth? What was going on in your life at the time? Yeah, you know, like, for me, the moment was... I had a dream when I was pretty young, and I was maybe like eight years old, and my dad had died in this dream. And so I woke up, and I was, and my parents came into the room, and I said, one day dad's going to die. What's going to happen to him? And my mother said, well, I think you'll live forever with Jesus in heaven, 
And my father said, I think you'll get reincarnated and you'll come back as something else in your next life. And at that moment, I thought, you can't have both. both. You can't live forever and kind of get recycled. You know? right. So that was where I thought, you're either both wrong or one of you is wrong and the other is right. And I kind of went to that, you're both wrong. And science was the only place where I could figure out, well, what is the way the world actually works? So I kind of took on that mentality, uh, studied chemistry uh, in college, but it was that scientific approach just doesn't answer some of those bigger questions like, why am I here? Is there a purpose to my life? And as I was searching for those things, I just started to, I, at first I just met someone that was living a life that was really, really beautiful. And I thought, how is that person able to do that? I've been wanting to do that for so long, but I can't. Why can, why can they? And that's when I found out that they were Christian. And so I started looking into religion, started looking into Christianity, and basically just offered God one last shot. And that's when I found myself in a Catholic parish. Just stumbled into a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? <laughs> There's no yeah, coincidence, well, my friend, as you know. Uh, I am absolutely aware. Yeah. No, it was, we had just moved to a new house, and my parents had bought me a car with some of that leftover money. And as we were driving around the town, I saw they were building a church just like a mile away. So it was kind of the closest church to me. And so all of those things kind of just made it, it was a little bit of convenience. And I had been to Catholic church before just with my family. So that's where I was like, let me give this a shot. Uh, But then it was later as I was doing all of these things, you know, with that scientific background, I kind of thought the world is just chaos. That's the way it works. There's no order to it. But even though you studied I chemistry could... and science, because if you're looking at chemistry, and trust me, I'm not a mathematician. When I first got married, I said, I can't be overdrawn. I yeah. still have checks left. Trust me, it's not my area. of <laughs> It's not where my talent lies. But if you look at math and you look at chemistry, that that makes sense in terms of balancing things out. So I, sometimes I think people with, who are in science should have more of a faith than people who are not scientists or have that background. Absolutely. You know, that's the image that I came back to was when you look at like, when you really go down into like the electron level, right. everything is spontaneous and chaos. There's like the uncertainty principle, which shows that the laws of physics kind of break down. And that's where I think people get caught up is like, okay. look, it's all, it's all chaos. But then if you really just zoom out a little bit, you see it all comes together as atoms, as molecules, as organs, as human beings, and that kind of order. Uh, I remember at one point, a completely secular professor said, the universe kind of functions off of something called negentropy, which basically means this shouldn't exist. <laughs> right. Ooh. Um, and I just think that is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, that was, it was that kind of vision that helped me to see there's a hand working in my life. There's yeah. power. There's a force. And once I recognized it as God, as Jesus Christ, everything started to fit into place. Right, right. And especially with a science background, you realize the detail, how everything works, and you realize how oh humble God is yeah. coming down as a baby, a help. It's just, you, you, can't wrap your, you can't wrap your head around it, but it's so powerful. And once you accept Jesus and then you start moving toward him, it's, it's a phenomenal experience and, and so great to have focus there. So you're the director of retreats now, right? Yeah, I am. Wow. It's a really exciting opportunity for me, and it's really cool to be a part of something that so many people can uh, connect with. And uh, taking these retreats, which have been so impactful, so powerful, it's one of the things that Focus does that reaches the most amount of people outside of the conference. 
And so you just hear amazing stories of lives transformed and changed, uh, helping lead these retreats. So the the focus each year, SEEK is the big one, but I imagine you have events throughout the year as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually have uh, this part of focus called formative enterprises, and within formative enterprises are retreats. We also have mission trips. There's the conference, and then there's something called summer projects, which is basically an opportunity for college students to get a summer job but live in community with intentional disciples. And Mm. they get formed in the concept of discipleship and then get to live it out in their summer internship. So it's a really great hybrid of making a little bit of money, but also growing in holiness. So, so important. And so looking forward to next year's Seek 23. Again, as we mentioned earlier, we're talking with Nairu Da Silva, who's the head of Focus Retreats. Uh, Just came off of the amazing Seek 23, where you had uh, 17 to 19,000 people. Next year, maybe you'll get a few more. I mean, you know, 17, 19,000, not bad. Just kidding. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so the next one's coming up in St. Louis again, correct? Yeah, we're really excited to be back in the same place. If you want to, I just want to encourage everyone to take a look at this conference, especially in your area, and consider coming out. You can find out more at seek.focus.org slash seek24. Well, congratulations, and not only on this wonderful event, but also on your journey, and we're so glad to have you in the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Faith making such a difference, and we look forward to having you back on again, along with, of course, my buddy, Dr. Edward Shree, <laughs> amazing, uh, and then also, of course, Curtis Martin. I think he's fabulous. You guys are great. God bless you for all the great work you did. I wish you were there when I was in college. Anyway, just saying. <laughs> have a great weekend, Nehru. Thank you so much. Focus.org. Focus stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Great organization, and not just for young people. Lots of great resources on there. Check it out. We'll be right back on a Friday. Stay tuned. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our healthcare and in our nation. But not all healthcare options are equally pro-life and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic healthcare ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their healthcare choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. I'm angry, frustrated. Sound like you? Someone you know? Well, it could be any of us from time to time. But there's different types of anger. It's not so cut and dry. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Ray. One thing is for sure, you don't need to suffer with anger frustration. In my book, Living Calm, Mastering Anger and Frustration, you'll learn whether your anger is a product of your nature or your nurture and how to regulate those emotions and those thoughts. You can get Living Calm and all my other books at AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Almost 55 minutes past the hour. I hope you're having a beautiful Friday on this January 13th, 2023. Just a reminder, check out all of our great programming coming up and keep us uh, uh, in your, you know, between your gas and electric bill, as Father Mitch always says, as I said at the top of the hour. But remember that they're still working on the breaking story of the funeral of Cardinal Pell, as Doug Keck mentioned in our Inside Words segment. So we're trying to figure out if uh, we're going to have live coverage or not, but stay tuned, EWTN.com. Either way, there will be coverage of the funeral of the great man of God, Cardinal George Pell from Australia, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 81. Such a great loss to the church. And we're also going to be sharing with you very soon an interview that I did with him regarding his latest volume, uh, the journals that he wrote in prison, put together three volumes for Ignatius Press. Absolutely phenomenal. Tomorrow, pray for those of us traveling on the Good News Cruise. Many people are showing up in Florida early for a pre-night with Father John Ricardo, of course, from Acts 29 in the Archdiocese of Detroit, our keynote speaker. We always do a pre-night with the couples. And then we set sail on the Harmony of the Seas on Sunday for the Good News Cruise 23. And if you're interested in Good News Cruise 24, Father Michael Schmitz will be among the keynotes So you can check it out at goodnewscruise.com. And hopefully Monday, God willing, we'll talk to you from the high seas. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Texas leads the way in fighting to save thousands of babies, but we're not done. Join us as we pray, witness, and march for life on Saturday, January 14th at the Cathedral downtown at 2215 Ross Avenue. We'll begin at 945 with Our Lady's Altar of Roses, followed by Mass, celebrated by Bishop Edward J. Burns. The North Texas March for Life begins at 1230 p.m. For more information, call 972-267-LIFE. That's 972-267-5433. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. 
Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.